Hello, and welcome to the Circling Salesforce podcast. This is the 16th installment of the Seattle interview series. Today with me, I have Cosette Morche. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Obviously, we're getting close to the, the start of the Challenge Cup here. How are things for you? Uh, what have you been up to? I know I kind of asked you about it before we started, but what, what's been going on uh, in your life lately? Yeah, so um, obviously I've been playing soccer all the time, but um, my roommate Allie and I um, just been hanging out. I actually have two new kittens, so we've been uh, pretty busy with them, but we were able to go on a little road trip and we took them to Portland uh, for the weekend because we had off this weekend and our first game is uh, next this Friday. So yeah, we were able to go to Portland and just have a nice chill off weekend with the kittens. So yeah. <laughs> I did want to ask about them and your roommate actually, but that'll be later on here. Um, okay. I want to start off sort of early on. Where would you say that your passion for the game of soccer started? Do you have any sort of idea where that first sort of took place or took root uh, within you that you wanted to continue to play this game, t- you know, to a professional level? Yeah, so I started playing when I was four. Um, so soccer has always been a part of my life. I I knew I wanted to play in college. I actually played volleyball too. So it was between soccer and volleyball. Um, But I did choose soccer and I'm really glad I did. I would say probably my sophomore year of college is when my passion really like went through the roof and I knew I wanted to continue soccer at a professional level. Was there any? thing in your mind that told you that maybe you would have wanted to go down that volleyball route or was it just sort of clear cut hey this is what I want to do instead and do you think you would have played volleyball in college yeah so I actually uh, my freshman year of high school I ended up quitting soccer for a year and that was huge and I ended up just playing volleyball and I really thought at that point I would play volleyball throughout um college and you know maybe I could have made a professional career out of that and who knows but um I feel like I missed soccer a lot and after that year I came back and started playing soccer again and I think you know I think the fact that I missed it so much showed that that was the sport for me but I definitely could have played volleyball in college but I'm glad I stuck with soccer so to take that to college how did you end up at the University of Louisiana, you know, those first few years and, you know, what kind of led up to that, whether it was recruiting or just what made you want to go there? Yeah. So um, growing up, like in club soccer, we went to a lot of showcases and, you know, colleges would come and uh, scout us and they just showed a lot of interest in me and it felt nice to be wanted and appreciated. Um, and they were actually the first, uh, D1 school to offer me a full ride and I was like you know what I'd love to have my school paid for and not have to worry about that um, so I kind of jumped the gun and just went to Louisiana Lafayette um, I definitely like could have waited but I think that at that time in my uh, club career I just wanted to feel secure and know that I'd be going to college uh, and not have to worry about paying. So, I mean, yeah, I went there. It was a smaller D1 school than um, uh, than a lot of like the other big top schools. And I think that it was actually a good step because I was able to play my first two years uh, and be a starter as a freshman. So that definitely helped me. So then what factors into you transferring to Texas A&M? How does that sort of go down? Because you did say that you jumped the gun 
So how did, you know, what says, hey, I don't necessarily want to be here or, or Texas A&M is somewhere where I'd rather be at in terms of, you know, whatever aspect it was. So whenever I was at Louisiana Lafayette, I, you know, I was getting a lot of playing time. I just felt at my sophomore year, I was like, I really want to go um, really try to go professional one day. I need to put myself in the best position possible to even make, make that happen. So I, you know, I thought that the best would be to kind of put myself in an uncomfortable position and just kind of test where I could end up. And I transferred, I went to the transfer portal. Um, I went on three official visits and two weeks was flying all over the place and um, went to Texas A&M and I loved it. And uh, it just ended up working out and it, and I ended up starting the whole time I was there too. And I think when I got there, the level was so much higher that it really got me excited because that's the whole reason why I wanted to transfer was to, you know, push myself and push my level and see how good I could get. So yeah, that's, that's the main reason why I transferred was just to be at a really top level. So then how do you end up meeting Allie Watt and how does, how has your friendship mm -hmm. grown since then? Obviously, you know, being teammates now, that's so cool to see, but how, do, how does that first start off? How do you meet her and how does that all go down? Yeah. So, um, she was, we're about the same age and she was at A&M when I got there and I met her and she's the best to love her. Um, but we got super close in college, um, uh, but we were together for two seasons and then we just stayed in touch and, um, we're just, we've been really close friends since college. And then the fact that we ended up here at, at Oil Rain together was insane. She literally like called me up before it was released. She was like, Hey, it's about to be announced, but I just had to tell you, like, we're going to be teammates again. And I freaked out. And then of course we're roommates now. So that's even better. Um, it was really nice to be able to have an old teammate come here and just easy transition to come to Tacoma. So, so then obviously, you know, with transferring, how would you say that your college experience was as a whole? Cause I mean, I'm sure that may not have been how you thought things would go down obviously, but yeah. <laughs> in general, <laughs> how would you say things went for you? You would, would you have changed them and, you know, maybe gone all four years to Texas A&M where would you say that was just part of the journey? I would say it was definitely part of the journey. You know, I, I would have loved to be at A&M for four years. I think it's an amazing school and program, but uh, Louisiana Lafayette, like it built me up to be able to go to A&M, like that, those games, getting playing time, like all of that kind of was just a part of me being able to transfer. Because if I didn't get that playing time, you know, I would have maybe not been able to transfer there to A&M. So I think that it's, uh, it definitely was a part of the journey. Um, I don't regret any of that. Like, I'm really happy that I was able to be at both colleges. So from that point, how would you say your time in Sweden was? Because that's a whole different thing. How would, not just necessarily maybe, uh, you know, obviously on the pitch, but how are things as a whole over there? How did you enjoy your time uh, over there in Sweden? Yeah, so when I first went over there, it was summer of 2019. And I was taking my last course in college and oh. I got there and it was, I think it was, um, it was a really long flight. So I got in and my time, the time changed everything. I was just really messed mm -hmm. up. Like, um, so I slept for the first day I was there. Um, but like, 
after that, I really enjoyed just being somewhere new and the cultural differences and, um, you know, the language barrier was pretty hard sometimes, but a lot of uh, Swedes know English. So that was great. <laughs> but yeah, my time there, like I definitely learned a lot. It definitely helped me grow and got me to the point where I felt like I was there. I was at a point in my career where I could come back to the States um, and play. So I think that was a very important part of my career to be able to be where I am right now. But I really, I really enjoyed the soccer aspect of it. Um, my teammates were awesome. Um, it was definitely mentally challenging just being away from home for a long time. I think the longest span that I was there was eight months. Um, so that was pretty hard, but um, I would like to think that I'm pretty strong mentally. So I got through it. But yeah, it was very tough, but a really amazing experience. And I'm really glad I did it. Would you say that there's any key differences when, you know, comparing playing overseas in Sweden to comparing it here to the U.S.? Because when I spoke with Amber Brooks, she said that it was important that, uh, you know, when these players uh, are early in their career, it's important to probably go and do that earlier in the career as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know, later on, because I don't remember 100% what it was, uh, but it was more so you kind of got things uh you're a little bit more tied down later in the career I guess so is there any sort of key differences that you noticed you know playing over in Sweden as compared to playing back here in the U.S. Yeah I think when I first haven't have it being my first season professionally when I was in Sweden it was definitely um I could see like a quicker pace like it was I used my feet a lot as a goalkeeper like nowadays in profession at the professional level like you have to be with your feet um that's just important so when I was in Sweden like we worked on that every day like super important and that just set me up to be able to come back to the U.S. because that's like here we're always using our feet playing within the back line like trying to hit long balls like placement everything so I think that in Sweden definitely got me to the point of the level here um, but I do think the level here is it's different but it's I think a stronger level is there sure. anything in particular that you remember from your time in Sweden you know whether it be on or off the pitch is there anything that kind of stays with you when you think back to that time um yeah on like soccer wise it could be both or either um, soccer wise, I would say whenever we did training, um, my goalkeeper coach, he didn't know English very well, but he knew like a couple phrases, but we always had a good laugh. Like every day, it was a lot of fun. We worked really hard. And I just remember like working on um, distribution out of the back and um, placement on, on the ball. Like I felt it just made me so much more confident, like training that almost every day. Um, and I think that was a really fun point in my uh soccer career to where I saw like what I can do and it made me excited for the future and how much more I can grow so that was a big um part that I remember on the field and off the field um, definitely the team we had a little like bus party on their last game and it was a seven hour trip and we just partied the entire time <laughs> so that was really fun so with all that being said, would you want to go back to Sweden at some, well, not necessarily like for your career, but just to visit at some point, would you want to go back? 
Yeah, I'd love to see uh, my teammates again. And I went to go visit because I was in Escalsuna, which is a smaller city, like about an hour and a half away from Stockholm. And I only got to go to Stockholm a couple of times. So when I went, it was absolutely amazing. And I know there's so many different places in Sweden that I wish I could have traveled to more. But, you know, we just went for soccer. So we didn't really get to enjoy the aspect of being actually being there. So Yeah, I, I definitely would love to go back with a couple of my teammates. That'd be fun. So if, if I read this correctly about how you were first informed about coming to the rain, how unique was that uh, to have that be how it was communicated to you via DM? If I read that correctly, how they followed you and you thought maybe it was a fake account or something. If I'm reading that correctly, I could have read the report wrong. Yeah. But how... You know, because that's, that's something I, I don't think I've ever heard. You know, how unique was that to sort of hear that? Yeah, so um, at that point in time, I was looking to try to come back to the States, if not, like, see what my next step would be in my career. And um, I think I was kind of stressed and anxious about, you know, where I'd end up. And um, I was just on FaceTime with my family and Um, out of nowhere, I get a notification on Instagram saying that I got a message from uh, OL Rain, and I was just like, okay, it's probably just some fan page, like, whatever, and then I ended up reading it, and I was like, oh, it's actually, like, they followed me, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually, like, their account, <laughs> so I got really, like, excited, and I was like, oh my gosh, I uh, started talking to my family, I was like, oh, I'm like, and I started crying, and I was just super, super excited, because, you know, being back in the States is just, you know, playing in front of your family and friends, just awesome. So yeah, that was a very exciting, like experience. I did not expect that, but it was, yeah, it was definitely nice. <laughs> With that being said, you know, I know that there are plans and talks to give the rain their own facility. And I know that, uh, I believe it was Pepperdine has been designated for the new training field. Uh, but what are your thoughts on your current stadium at Cheney Stadium? How has that been to play there? And Uh, just what are your thoughts overall on the stadium as a whole? Yeah, I'm really excited for season to start and to see all the fans there and just see how it's set up. Um, the training there has been really nice. The field's awesome. Um, it's kind of fun being in a baseball stadium and it's kind of like, it's weird, but in an interesting way. Um, we have like the little um, the batting cage area where we just go and do warm up. Like we kind of warm up before we head out to training and, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool atmosphere. I like it a lot. I mean, it's different. So. Yeah, it's, it's, I remember seeing that just how, well, when it moved, when the team uh, moved down there and I was like, ah, shoot, because it's nice to have it, you know, just be so close, you know, uh, at Memorial uh, when it, they, the team was here, but yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to see and uh, you know, reading about how the team secured Pepperdine for training is cool, but really interested to see because I know I read that there were some sites that they were scouting for a new facility but that's that'll be exciting to see and uh, it does look like uh, you know the Ola group is pretty keen on continuing to work on that uh, guarantee that they're gonna uh, really invest in this uh, organization I forgot the word there yeah. um, but as a whole what do you think of the Pacific Northwest because if I'm correct you moved this is you know, West Coast now, what has that been like for you uh, and just the areas in, in general? 
I think it's beautiful here. When I'm with uh, Allie and we're driving just, you know, just around town and I'll see the mountains and the water next to each other. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, look, Allie. And she's like, yeah, that's normal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, I like get so excited when I see these things because I mean, I've seen some beautiful places before, but um, just being up here, I don't know, it's different. Like I really, I get excited like seeing, going sightseeing, like we went and saw uh waterfalls and it's just awesome um whenever I was younger my sister actually she played soccer too and she had nationals um in Seattle and so we took a trip up the coast and just went and sight did sightseeing and uh just drove up the coast and it was so pretty so I mean I I knew when I came up here it would be beautiful so so with that being said, I want to shift away a little bit. What's the relationship like between the other goalkeepers? Because obviously, Karen Barsley, Ella Diederich, could be wrong in pronouncing that. Uh, and then the newer signing with uh, Fallon Tillis Joyce, you know, four goalkeepers on the roster is an interesting thing, at least to me, I could be wrong. Um, what's the relationship, you know, like between you and the other goalkeepers? How is that you know, group? whether it's, is it like a really friendly group or is it just sort of business? How, how does that group uh, interact? Definitely friendly. We all get along really well. And uh, I think we have a really good dynamic. We all stay really positive and want to help each other just be the best we can be. Um, you know, I, I've been in some negative um, goalkeeper, like, situations and it's just mm -hmm. not fun it's not a good uh environment to be around and I feel like we do a really good job of keeping it positive and just you know being there for each other and yeah it's a great group of girls and I enjoy training with them it's it's definitely sort of cool to see I guess from a fan aspect when you've got you know four talented goalkeepers but it's good to just know that it's like you said having not necessarily a positive uh, goalkeeper situation. It's good to see that it's, you know, just wanting to get better as a whole. That's, that's always good to see. Um, yeah. Do you have a first impression or first sort of memory of Megan Rapino? Um, my first impression, let's see. I think she's super nice. That's my impression. She's like, I don't know. I feel like she's such a big name. So people get intimidated by that, but she was super friendly right off the bat. And yeah, nothing like everything good to say about her. She's super nice. Would you say that it could be a roommate, but would you say that you have a funniest current teammate on the roster right now? I think Ella's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a lot of funny girls on the team, but I feel like I spend a lot of time with Ella since we're both goalkeepers. So I see a lot of funny different sides of her. So in talking with both Bethany and Amber, they didn't they couldn't pick out just some someone. So it's like I don't know if there is a sort of like someone who you could designate. So I'm always curious to see about that. Uh, yeah, and speaking about everyone's gonna be funny. Um, and speaking about teammates how do you feel about having you know two other Aggies on the team currently how is that is that sort of pretty cool just to have uh that you know share an alumni or um does it obviously help like you kind of mentioned with Ali does it help uh sort of make it a more comfortable situation because obviously you know it's sort of a newer situation you know with the team um but how how does it feel to you to have those two other Aggies on the team with you Definitely coming into um, preseason and having Allie here made it a really smooth transition. I felt like 
um, having her definitely made it feel like home right away. Um, and uh, Jimenez isn't uh, coming yet, but hopefully she'll be here soon. We'll see. But it'd be really great to have her too. Um, it's definitely fun to have Aggies here and have that school spirit. So, yeah. So what do you think overall about the organization and its efforts, you know, being partnered with the Black Future Co-op and just what it's done as a whole? Because at least from what I remember, you know, uh, especially last year with everything that happened last year, it seems like the storm and the rain kind of do a really good job at being first to sort of get on top of these things and address them and make sure that, you know, it's known that, well, not necessarily known, but they're supporting these things uh, whether it's, you know, these issues with social justice or, you know, helping out in the community. What do you think about the organization uh, having its foot in these things and doing their part, um, you know, from a player standpoint, how important would that be to you? Yeah, I think it's super important. I think it's amazing that um, they're doing that, that we have. I just think they're really supportive of us, of us players and they really care about, you know, all of these situations, I think that it's uh, it's good to be a part of and to not just hide from it and actually stand up for it. And I think that I'm proud to be on this team with how they're dealing with everything. Obviously with, you know, the social justice side of it, but also in more sort of more recent news uh, with the club's commitment to sustainability, that was pretty cool to see the uh, Lou Barnes in that partnership. Um, I also know that, uh, shoot, uh, Miss Spencer, I believe, has a sustainable clothing line. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. But how, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Because I remember seeing the, the reaction to the kits and that was pretty cool. But just even reading about what else the club has been doing, um, yeah. I know that the new kits are supposed to be sustainable as well. And I'm excited to see those, but I have to be patient. Um, do you have soon. any, oh, pardon me? I said it's coming soon. Oh, shoot. So I, uh, I'll hold off on that. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the club's sustainability um, and their commitment to sustainability? I, I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I, I eat vegan a lot and I'm just really into like environmental stuff. And I think it's great that uh, Lou and Danny wanted to be a part of that and brought it to our team because I don't know how I would start it. So the fact that they did for us, like, I think that's amazing and I'm super happy that they're doing that and to have that goodie bag of all that stuff like I'm so excited to use all of it so you know with that being touched on have you have you personally been able to see those kits yet or is it sort of a mystery to you at this point yeah I've seen them yeah oh shoot because I'm like because now I'm like uh because my family had a couple of the the when there was Seattle and it was the older logo you know, so I have to, I have to update it. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, there's new kits coming out. So I just yeah, have to be patient. Um, yeah, be patient. They're, they're worth the wait. <laughs> it's exciting because, you know, I know that the Storm are going to release the, those are for sale on, oh, it's Tuesday. Uh, no, it's Monday. Oopsie. Those are out on the 14th. And then there's new kits coming for the rain. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to spend a little bit of money. Yeah, they're all coming out at the same time, around the same time. Um. <laughs> So that it's, it'll be pretty interesting to see and just, it's exciting. I think it is exciting. Um, but to get back to on the field, is there any aspect of your game that you're currently working on? I know you mentioned, you know, 
the usage of feet being so important just in the game of soccer as a whole, but is there anything that you're currently working on or is it just sort of training to be better as a whole every day? I think definitely training to be better as a whole. Um, uh, I, every day, like I, we work on pretty much everything and I, I know as a goalkeeper and as a player in general, like there's always something to improve on. Even if you're really good at it, like you just continue to improve and get better and better. Um, I would say maybe me like working on um, quick decision-making, playing out of the back. Uh, that's something that's huge as a goalkeeper. And um, I've been getting better and better and I'm excited to see my growth. So hopefully I'll continue to improve. Is there anything that you would say that you're most excited for in this upcoming season in 2021? Is there anything that sort of sticks out to you that you're most excited to get back to? or half back in terms of maybe fans? Well, definitely the fans. It's so fun to play in front of fans. Um, yeah, I just, I'm also really excited to just be a part of the team and um, take this journey with them and win. <laughs> so it'll be fun just to um, travel with the girls and work really hard and just hopefully be at the top at the end of the season. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, you know, I'm trying to get out to the game on the 27th. I know I can't make the 16th because of work, but I, it'll be really cool, like I said, to just, you know, have that back, you know, in relation to what happened last year, not being able to have that, obviously. And I know that must have been so bizarre to, you know, have so many people play in front of empty stadiums. I can only imagine, you know, um, but just excited to get back. So from here, I want to go just to more stuff that may not be directly soccer-related. How did you end up with the kittens? How did that come to be? What said, hey, I want kittens? How did that, how did that end, uh, all fall into place? So I grew up with a bunch of cats and um, I love them so much. So, and I've just been away from home, obviously like in college and my professional career, I've just been gone and I haven't been around cats at all. And I was like, you know, I'm not gonna get kittens until I'm ready, until I'm actually at a place where I can, you know, sell for a while um and I just I just like thought maybe today or maybe this uh this year was the right year and <laughs> then I um brought it up to Allie and she was like yeah you should totally get them she was super excited um as long as I had to take care of them and she could just yeah. play with them <laughs> but yeah so then I tried to find cats for like a month or to two months it was just taking forever because it's not kitten season and um whenever I found them literally like two, they were like, Oh, you can come pick them up in two hours. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I already had everything because I knew I was going to get them. So, so I really picked them up and drove them back and they were only six weeks old, oh, super tiny. Yeah. Now they're definitely bigger. Um, but yeah, I'm just, we're like, I, I've always been with my family's been a cat family for so long. And, um, I just thought it was about time that I get my own. <laughs> Yeah, mine as well. That's kind of always how it was. My dad growing up always had cats. I know there, uh, I don't even remember uh, how many, but you know, it's, I thought that was cool. And the cat backpack is always, I don't know if it's a cat designated backpack, but that's always really cool to see. Uh, and obviously you, you mentioned Portland. Is there anywhere in particular that you would want to visit with them both? Is that something that you want to do more is cat road trip or is that something that's just kind of like for the most um, thing? It was kind of a, well, we were visiting um, Ali's boyfriend and he was like, bring the cats. Cause 
they're so awesome. Like everyone loves them. And I was like, fine, I'll bring them. I wasn't planning on it, but I just, you know, I was like, why not? We'll just take a little road trip, but I don't think I'd take them um, on many road trips unless they needed to like come with me because I have a lot of uh, great teammates that can watch them. So I'm sure that there's more than, you know, a few volunteers for that. Yeah. Um, they. I feel like everyone would be excited to see them. How has your experience with uh, West Coast goalkeepers been? How did that sort of come into play? Uh, whether it was maybe you reaching out to them or them reaching out to you and how has that been? And would you think about perhaps designing your own pair of gloves? Cause I know Stephen Fry, I think he designs yeah. his own. So how has that experience with them been? And would you want to design your own? Um, I would definitely love to design my own, <laughs> but um, I actually, my parents have their own apparel printing, printing company, Morshe Designs. Um, and they like sold, they worked with soccer programs and um, I think it was a couple of years ago, but they ended up selling West Coast gloves. Um, when I was younger, when I was in high school, they would just, or they would just sell them to, for them um, in Georgia, where I'm from. And then I, my dad was like, oh, maybe you can try some of their gloves. And I was like, okay. So I would try a couple of their gloves when I was younger, but I never thought like I'd sign with them. I didn't know I was going to go pro. Um, but yeah, when I was in Sweden, they contacted me and they're like, Hey, like maybe we can sign you like next year. And like, I don't know, they just talked to me. I was wearing their gloves in Sweden. And then uh, they're like, yeah, we'll sign you and end up signing me this year. And they're awesome. Like I, I'm super glad to be a part of the West coast family. Um, I have so many gloves and I'm just super happy because it's hard not having a lot of gloves, <laughs> especially when you train every day. Oh yeah. Um, that was definitely cool to see because I've only heard of them a little bit, but just to see that that was part of it. And uh, yeah, I definitely think that having a surplus of those would definitely be needed, especially when you're playing at that level. Would that be something that you would say that makes you kind of realize that, hey, I'm at a pro level now? Is, that, is there anything that you kind of, you know, take a step back and realize, hey, I'm actually doing this? Or is it just kind of trying to take things a day at a time and just working at it? Yeah, I think definitely when I signed with, um, with West Coast Goalkeeping, like it definitely made me feel like I was a professional, like I was just getting gear and um, they wanted me to wear their gear. And that made me, you know, proud and happy to be a part of it. Um, I think definitely like day by day, like it's, it kind of, I get reminded like, oh, you're a professional, you're a professional. <laughs> but um, yeah, that definitely helped me uh, feel like I was professional. So this is a question that I, I've, you know, I've asked both Amber and Bethany, but in your eyes personally, uh, what steps do you think need to take place for, you know, from members of the media or just, you know, everyday human beings in the general public to continue to grow women's sports? Because, you know, at least obviously from a man's standpoint, you know, when I see ESPN or Sports Center, Bleacher Report or House of Highlights, there's mm -hmm. so little content from women's sports, whether it was, yeah. and even, even here in Seattle, I don't remember the distinct um, news group but someone had a 2020 year in review, right? Um, and they completely failed to mention that the storm had won the title. No, no mention whatsoever. Um, and just, you know, I know that uh, ESPN like had NWSL on for the first time ever, like last year. So with me throwing all that information at you, um, what steps 
would you say need to be taken, you know, from members of media, obviously in a way I'm media, but um, what yeah. steps do you think need to be taken to continue to grow women's sports and just actually give the right, you know, representation that should be there, but hasn't been, hasn't been. I think just, you know, continue to support us. Um, follow the, uh, honestly, people should just follow um, all of our, the clubs on social media, all of us women, like just repost everything um buy our jerseys put us out there for people to see because there are people who don't know much about women's sports and they need to be <laughs> educated about us and be involved and um you know we work really hard and we want that recognition we want people to see that we work hard and to be there for us and to have people support us like really means a lot to us so if we see people supporting us like it makes us motivated because we are also like trying to get people to support us and we see other people helping us outside of our you know sport or just you know men helping support us I think that that's huge and I think just to continue to do that I mean eventually something will happen I just you know I remember seeing that because uh, I do a weekly show every Tuesday, right? And I remember uh, in like collecting notes for the week that there was that sort of thing, uh, 2020 review. And it's like, how do you not mention a team that won a title, you know, at a pro level? How does that go unspoken? And just, you know, as um, as I continue on, obviously having, uh, adding the rain to my list of teams that's uh, been covered, you know, just to see, this and just trying to do my best to uh support you know and i will have to add a couple of jerseys i um that's difficult because i've spoken with you and bethany and amber i'm like do i just buy yeah. three or do, you know so um yeah. and i have to i have to get at least a hoodie because i wear a ton of hoodies and um mm. so you know it's like oh shoot but you know i'll have to stock up but it you know it's always important for me to hear you know from these mm-hmm. women in sports because I want to, you know, I want to learn first from those who are in that position um, because I'm not in that position. You know, why would I go and necessarily do something if I'm not been informed by someone that's in that position yet? So I always want to learn. I appreciate you talking to us and, you know, getting um, our stories and everything out there. Like it's, it's nice to see or to have people, you know, want to listen to us and want to support us. that you know that's why I mean that's why I have all the it's not just you know I'm not just asking you about you know this week and this upcoming game I want to go through the whole thing to sort of get that story out there that's why it's important you know like you said with some people not even knowing that the NWSL exists that's why I want to you know have those stories told so people maybe have oh it's like oh she's got two cats I like cats or however that may go you know so (laughs) that's a lot of my goal is to tell these stories or not necessarily tell these stories, but broadcast these stories, I guess you could say. So that's, I appreciate having you on again. It's time out of your day, you know, yeah. as a professional. Well, thank you for having me. That's why I'm here. Um, now, this is new. I haven't had a set name for it, but I was sitting there the other day and the sound, it, it sound, it, it rhymed, so it sounded good, I guess. This is my Puget Sound lightning round. It's just quicker questions just sort of like you know those little things at the stadium where they ask a certain player all these little questions about stuff you know entertainment wise mm-hmm. I guess 
Uh, I know you spoke about liking the scenes around here, but do you have a, a favorite Pacific Northwest scenic site? Is there one that you could nail down and say is a favorite? Um, probably the Redwood for Redwood uh, Redwoods. Isn't it like a national park, the Redwood National Park? Oh, I think that's in Cali. I could be completely wrong. Oh, maybe Oregon. Or Sequoia. I don't know. I like everything, to be honest. Um, I don't even, I haven't been over here long enough to like see everything, but hmm, I might need to pass on that one because I don't know a lot of um, <laughs> names. It's it's one of the, mine is always seeing Mount Rainier out. It's pretty hard to beat a sunny day when you can see the mountain. Yeah. Um, well, that's, it's been that. really beautiful the past week. So I've been able to see that mountain a lot and it's been nice. Um, you, I might know the answer to this, but do you have a favorite sport outside of soccer just maybe to watch or to play? Volleyball. <laughs> but then after that would be basketball probably. Okay. All right. Um, do you have a favorite Seattle athlete? Mm, my roommate. <laughs> um, no, I would just say Ali Watt. <laughs> You I know she's a, in Tacoma. But. I mean, it counts. I count them. You know, I, I, I think it's fair enough to count it. Um, do you have a favorite pair of cleats to play in? I love the Phantoms. Um, not the new Phantoms, but the version before that. Those are my favorite. But I do wear Tiempo sometimes. So a little stuck in the middle there. I don't know which one. <laughs> I, I always played sweeper, so I had tempos, so I, I might be biased. Um, I know you mentioned not necessarily having enough time here, but do you have a favorite uh, food place around here or something that's kind of been a go-to uh, for you in your time here? Sushi. <laughs> Mio sushi. <laughs> Any sushi place, honestly. Um, is there a game day item that you cannot go without? There's something that one item that you absolutely need on a game day an item can it well i have to like braid my hair every game day is that considered I would an count item? That. yeah i would count that <laughs> okay. is, it, is there any reason for that or is it just a superstition of sorts i think it's more of a mentality of when my hair is braided it's like time to be a badass and get on the field yeah i would say that counts um do you have a secret talent or one that many people might not know? Oh gosh. Hmm. Do I? Okay. Am, am I like, I'm hyper, I hyperextend like everywhere, like my knees and fingers and stuff. And I have really like stretchy skin. So my nose can like, oh, wow. <laughs> can, like fold because it's all cartilage, but yeah, very flexible, I guess. <laughs> Oh, geez. Hyperextend. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, that works. Um, <laughs> do you have a go-to game day meal? Mm. That's a good question. Honestly, like, if, if depending when the game is, it would be, like, avocado toast. I think that's a pretty good one <laughs> with some sriracha to make it spicy. Um, 
Yeah, I, I definitely remember. Uh, I think I asked Amber then. She was like, well, it depends on the game. And I'm like, yeah, there's definitely certain things you probably wouldn't have before uh, something closer to the middle of the day. Um, and if you could have one conversation with any athlete from any time period, you know, alive or not, do you have a person that you'd absolutely want to speak to? Uh, and if you do, who would it be and why? Tim Howard, um, because I've looked up to him like he's been my idol since I was really young. So I would definitely ask him a few tips and stuff. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to sort of promote or put out there? Um, whether it be, you know, obviously watching the game. I know, I, th- I believe they're on Paramount Plus, which everybody's got a streaming service now. But, you know, if I get to watch games on there, I'll watch games on there. Um, or is there anything that you just want to put out there? Um, just support us this season. My, we have a really good team and we're really excited to be playing in front of fans again. I think um, we're going to have an amazing season. So, Yeah. <laughs> First game is on April 16th. I know that the next home game is on the 27th of April. Um, I just want to, again, thank you for having me on and all of your, you know, insight on, you know, from playing early on to college to playing in Sweden and now obviously here at the rain. Really excited to just see the season unfold and um, excited to just be back in stadiums, I guess. It's uh, hard watching everything from the room, I guess. Well, and I'm sure it's harder for you as a player to not necessarily have those people there. So I want to thank you for having me on and just excited to see how the season goes. Yeah. Thank you for having me. We're super excited for the season and our fans. <laughs> Baba Bowie.